0: really really great things are going to be happening and because god is just good and he can't help it he doesn't have to stir it up or remind himself he just is and so we get to participate in that and so we're excited about this particular conference and just endeavoring to unpack the heart of god related to the power of god's voice in our lives the voice of god is a really really big deal it's a very big deal for my wife and I. We take it very seriously and very central in our lives, and so much so, uh, we we wrote a book for new believers. It's called The Basics in Twenty One Days, and it's over here on the table. If you guys want to pick that up, uh, and on the very first day of this book, it's like a twenty one day devotional. Uh, it introduces hearing the voice of God and writing down what He's telling you, and so it has that all the way through every page every day that people walk through. And so this can be given to somebody who is a brand new follower of Jesus. And some churches use it for their uh, their New Believer program or even their, uh, some churches have classes to become members and they'll use a book in that. We had one church that was Episcopal and they required everybody in their church to go through our book for Lent. And that's not our background at all. We're like, really? You did what? And so it was really fun it's in all kinds of different denominations and different ways. Some people hand them out on the streets as they minister to people. We've had other people contact said, I bought 25 of your books and I went out and ministered to prostitutes and we made sure all of them had copies of your book. And we're like, that's so awesome. I got an email from uh, a pastor in uh, Nigeria. He said, We bought several of your books and we're making it into a year long study. And I was like, wow. This is 21 days. It turned into a year-long study. So anyway, all kind of different ways to use it. Here's what I recommend that you do. Uh, I recommend that you pick up at least one of these. We don't have very many with us. Actually, the church has some copies here as well. You can get them from a church or through us. And uh, pick up at least one copy and say, God, I'm buying this for somebody else. Because I believe with your help, I'm going to lead somebody to you. And I'm going to have something to give to them. And so that's why I would recommend you buy something in faith. You step out in faith and give something to God, and he'll meet you there. Before you know it, you're going to pray with somebody, and they're going to give their life to Jesus, and you're going to be like, you know what? i got something right in my car. I'm going to be right back. And bam, you got something to hand them. And on the very first day, they're going to recognize the voice of God is really important, and this thing is all about relationship. Amen? So I just want to tell you about that. We still haven't put out a sign-up sheet. I keep forgetting to do that. We do a newsletter through email if anybody wants to join that. One of these days we'll get a sheet of paper out. And you guys can sign up and stay in touch with us if you want to. But uh, you can also find us on Facebook and look up Life Ministries International on there if you want to. And so just a privilege to be here. We love the Abbots. If you don't know our story with them, we lived in their basement for some time several years ago. And we're still friends, which is amazing. But uh, I was uh, on staff at their church as an outreach and discipleship pastor many years ago in the frozen tundra of Minnesota. And so we enjoyed just staying in a relationship with them. Just such great people. We love them so much. So thanks for bringing us in wherever the Abbots are. We love you guys. And uh, glad to to have the privilege of being able to spend this weekend with you. So... What this particular conference has been about for anyone who 's just coming in tonight is this is a conference that we 're calling responding to the voice and uh, we're start i 'm not going to go back into the scripture but in and, and for us turning to it but hebrews twelve twenty five says don't refuse him who speaks, and the voice of God is so central and essential we want to make room for the priority of the voice of God in our lives right and so last night we looked at bringing the voice of God even into our evangelism and it was like if you think about a target we started on the outside of the target we started being focused outward and as we're going along in this conference we're going to get more and more targeted and to move kind of more and more inward until uh, Sunday night it's going to be very very personal and so last night, we started really far out. We started focusing on having the voice of God for somebody else. The, and we call it the voice-activated evangelism, having the voice of God in our lives as we are interacting with people and out in our world. And so that was really focused outward. We're going to bring it in just a little bit more tonight and look at responding to the voice of God and another, another topic. Let's pray, and I'm going to open up that topic with us tonight. And uh, just see what God wants to do, because I think He's got something up His sleeve for you. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I welcome you here. God, I thank you for your presence. That was so strong during worship. Thank you for allowing us to experience you. I pray for Jesus Christ to be glorified, and for our lives. To have more of your will in it, more of your kingdom in it tonight. And for us to know you more tonight than we did yesterday. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Let us be empowered by you. Speak to us, God. We are listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you've got your Bibles, go over with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians 1. And if you don't have your Bible, then peek over somebody's arm who looks like they're nice. Go over there and read with them. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Tonight we're continuing on in the conference of responding to the voice of And what we're looking at right now is defining reality by the voice of God. Our invitation is to define reality by the voice of God. Listen to these verses starting at verse number 26. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Somebody say called. All right, let me just take a break here for just a second. I'm going to get back here to Scripture, but I want to give you a little bit of my background in history. I grew up down south, if you can't tell by my accent. And so in my particular background... Uh, One of the churches I grew up in, the pastor would run up and down the aisle while he was preaching, and I would sit on one of the front pews, and he would literally go and jump on the pew, put his leg up on one side, foot over there, and he's preaching away, waving his arm around, spitting on everybody, and everybody's shouting and standing up, waving hankies and saying, Amen! And it was a blast! That's what I grew up in. So what that means is people stare at me and are really quiet. It's very foreign to me. So... it, it What I want to do is take a moment and help us do some vocal exercises. Because maybe you didn't come from that kind of background. But what ends up happening with me is I find that I think something's wrong with me, like do I got food stuck in my teeth, or am I not making sense, you know, what's going on here if people are just looking at me, and so I don't want you guys just looking at me, I want you to be taking notes, I want you to feel free to say amen, and preach and have a good time, because actually vocalizing things, writing things re-engages your attention, because I'm not going to pretend that there are very many people here that attention spans go past 30 seconds, you know what I'm talking about, For just about 30 seconds, then we're thinking about something else. we got to bring ourselves back. And so participation helps to re-engage ourselves. So everybody say amen. Amen. Oh, that sounded good. Let's try it again. Everybody say amen. amen. Amen means so be it or that's a good word, preacher. That's basically what that word right there says. So throughout our night, I want you to be able to say Come on. Yeah. You can say, come on and preach it. Amen. Let's have some fun together tonight because I've got really good news for you. I've got really good news for you, and it's only good because it's true. It's not my fault that it's good. I'm just the mailman. I'm just the delivery boy. I'm coming to give you a package tonight, and it's a package from heaven, and it's got some good news inside of it, because I got to tell you, I, I just have to tell you, I broke a law. I opened up your package, and I read it. I sealed it back up, and I'm bringing it back over to you. Then I read your package. I read the letter you got, and it's good. He's got good news for you today, and there's a difference between positive thinking and truth. We can try to think positively about something, but if if it's not true, then it's just wishful thinking and it doesn't matter. But when you're thinking about truth, and you're aligning yourself with truth, which is really what responding to the voice of God is all about, then that is what makes the difference. And I'm thankful that Jesus said, go out and tell them the good news. I've got some truth for you, and it's not my fault that it's good. But I'm not going to hold back the goodness of God from you tonight. I'm here to deliver it fresh and hot from heaven. He's got some good things on his heart for you. And we're going to start here, 1 Corinthians. Let me start over here in verse number 26. Brothers and sisters, somebody say, that's me. That's me. Think of what you were when you were called. Somebody say called. We're talking about the voice of God. the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become the wisdom of God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. There was a voice that came out. There was a voice that beckoned you. There was a voice that called you to himself. Everybody say, called out. You were called out of something. You were called out of whatever circumstances that you were in. You were called out of whatever life that you came from. You were called out of whatever history you came from. You were called out of whatever situation God spoke into your life. He raised His voice towards you and He called you out. And sometimes it's good for us to remember where we've come from. Do you see, sometimes there's a handful of us that are oversaved. You know what oversaved is? Oversaved is somebody who is so sometimes in, entrenched in the subculture of Christianity that they've forgotten what it's like to have not been saved. You know, oversaved, everything's everything supernatural. Everything is about the Bible somehow. You know, you say, you say How's your doing? how are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm an overcomer. And you say, oh, that's awesome. Good, I'm glad you are. And you, ask, you say, you know, well, I, can you help me find my keys? And they're like, you need the keys of the kingdom. Everything's, everything's a scripture verse, or, you know, everything's related to something. There's a great comedy bit by a guy named Michael Jr. on this oversave. You look it up online, it's so funny. And uh, he was talking about how he, he didn't grow up in church. So he came to church one day and, and he didn't know any of this stuff. And so the, the preacher was like, All right, take the hand of your neighbor. And he's like, My neighbor? My neighbor ain't here. You want me to call my neighbor? That's creepy. It's hilarious. You gotta look that bit up. He talks about being oversafe. Some of us have been so entrenched in a subculture that we forgot what it's like to not be in it. Sometimes it's good. Where Paul says, "Remember, you were called out. This is where you were, but it's not where you are because you were called out of it. Now you're in a different place." You see, everybody has circumstances that wanted to define them. Everyone had voices in their lives that have wanted to define them. Everyone has had or has circumstances that wanted to tell them who they are and who they're not or what's possible in their lives. Everybody's had voices that wanted to come in and speak to them. Our privilege is to recognize that there's another voice. You see, in the mix of all the voices that are out there, it's our privilege to hear the voice that has called us out. The thing that we've got to get here is that when God called you out, he called you up. He didn't just call you to live where you're at. He didn't just call you in a circumstances. He said, remember where you were. Remember who you were. You weren't something, but Jesus made you something. He called you out and he called you up. You might be saying, well, I don't know if he called me out or called me up. Somebody shared about Jesus one day, and I felt it on my heart that, you know, I should give my life to him. Or whatever your story is, maybe you haven't had something that seemed like it was some significant, dramatic thing. Maybe in your life, all you say, well, all I know is somebody told me that God loves me, and I believed him. Well, I want to suggest to you today that even... In the simple words of God, there is power. Somebody say power. Even in the simple words of God, in these simple things, Maybe you're like, I haven't had any dramatic, like somebody came and prophesied over me for 10 minutes and told me, you're going to change the whole world and your name's going to be in history books. All I had is somebody come and tell me, listen, Jesus says he sees you and he loves you. Well, what am I supposed to do with it? That's really nice. But listen, sometimes... We need to engage our hearts to recognize that that, even in those simple things, whether it is the stirring in your heart to be a follower of God or whether it's even a prophetic word about I see you and God loves you, that within that, there is a calling out that has power in it. Let me explain it this way. One day, Jesus was walking on water. He had sent his disciples out, and he was spending some time in prayer. Maybe you know the story, and there was a storm that came over. And Jesus was walking on water, and, and uh, the disciples saw him, thought he was a ghost for a moment. Do you guys know the story, right? And uh, then Peter calls out to him, and he says, Jesus, or he says, Master, Rabbi, if that's you, then call me out. Tell me to come to you. And here's what Jesus said. He said one word. He said, Come. Everybody say, Come. Come. That one word contained everything Peter needed to physically walk on water. That one word contained within it the assignment of whatever it took in the supernatural to make that happen. Could you see the angels working there, flying around, doing their deal? All of a sudden, Jesus says, come. Whoa, i got to get over there and hold this guy's feet up. Whatever it took. It's not a magic trick. Something happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the, you know, the molecules and the water said, yes, sir, and started like becoming ice under his feet. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But we know, for example, when God split open the Red Sea, that a great wind came over and it split it open, right? That's what the Bible says. This wind came blew all night and opened up the Red Sea and they walked out on dry land through there. We know that something literally happened. It wasn't a magic. So when Jesus said, come, something happened. That Peter doesn't know about. All he knows is Jesus said, come. But his come had the power in it to make everything else possible. Think about when God created all this stuff. You see, the Bible tells us things were in chaos and it was in darkness. The earth was void. But God didn't announce the circumstance that it was in. He spoke into the circumstance and called something out. And all he said was, let there be light. Those simple words that God said began the whole process of what we see now. Just those simple words, let there be light. All the suns and galaxies all across our galaxy, all across the universe, were made within the power of those words. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? You see, there's something inside even a simplistic experience. So if all you have is God saying, I love you, there's something inside of that. There's something inside of that. There's a calling out inside of that. Let me illustrate it this way. Uh, There is a friend of mine. His name is Leif Hetland. If you don't know him, I recommend looking him up. I'm amazed at some of the people that I have the privilege of uh, getting to know and run with because of working at Global Awakening. and Leif Hetland is... One of the people we've had in our ministry school many times, he was just there, uh, I don't know, about a month ago, and uh, Leif Hetlin, through his ministry, has led over a million Muslims into a relationship with Jesus. Incredible, not only, not only that, but he is personally invited to spend time with Islamic leaders in the Middle East, where no other non-Muslim is in the room. And the interaction and influence, they, they, over there, they, the Muslims call him the Apostle of Love. That's what they name him as. and he's, I've personally seen the pictures and videos of where he is over in these interactions. And I want to tell you how this began. He was a pastor. He's from Norway, but he was pastoring. The Baptist Church in America. And uh, Randy Clark was ministering and he prayed for him. And this is what, when Randy Clark prayed for him, he prophesied over him. And this is what he said. He said, God says you're a bulldozer. And you're going to bulldoze in dark places. The end. That's all he said. He didn't say, you're going to go into Islamic nations. You're going to see multiple thousands, maybe even a million people get saved. You're going to have influence over here. And this is going to happen in these Islamic places. And you're going to see incredible crusades and raise up a whole company of people that are going into closed countries and bringing the gospel. He didn't say any of that. He said, you're a bulldozer. That's all he said. And prayed for him. He had an encounter with God. And Leif Hetland will say his life changed that day. And that is what led to what he's doing now. Here's my point I'm trying to say defining who we are by the voice of God. That God has called you out. And when you receive a calling out from God, there's more in what he has said than what actually happened in the moment. You see, there was more in let there be light than just the words let there be light. There was something inside of it. There was creative power inside of those words. There was more inside of the word come than just the word come. There was the empowerment, the creative power inside of that. I'm going to invite my wife to join me up here because she's going to tell a story. There's more inside whatever your experience is, whatever you have, whether it is, you know, in my life, I haven't received some specific calling to do something for God. I've just heard God loves me. Well, there's something inside of that. Are you defining your life by being called out, how are you responding to the voice of God in your life? Are you exploring it? Are you seeing that there there's some implications with the voice of God in your life? I want you to hear an aspect of Micah being called. We have this microphone ready in the back here? Yeah, all right. We want to hear about an experience that my wife had and show you some things that she's been doing because of what she experienced. Go ahead, babe.
1: So um, I grew up going to church, and um, in one season of my life, my highest goal was to be married to a youth pastor. I I wasn't sure. (laughs) I wasn't sure where I fit. I wasn't sure how I could reach out to people in what way that God was stirring up inside of me, I just knew that there's something inside of me that I had to go after some form of ministry. Like, I couldn't imagine not being in ministry, whatever that looked like. And through my life, that was kind of what I was seeking. Like, God, where do I fit? Where is my place? How do I know what to do next? Like, how do I know what to do with what's inside of me? And in 2006, I went to an event um, with Global Awakening, and I went forward to receive prayer, and I don't even know the person that prayed for me. I've never had a conversation with them after that. I've never met them since then. I think it was like an intern with the ministry, and they prayed for me, and as I was just receiving prayer, I felt like my body kind of got lighter, and I just like kind of relaxed into that and I lost like my ability to stand and I just was gently lowered by someone that was standing behind me and then I just laid on the ground and it was very peaceful but it was a very light presence of God. I've had other times where I've received prayer and it's so heavy like I can't even lift my head because it was so heavy but this time I knew that I could get up and go back to my seat and say, thanks for that, God. That was nice. But in that moment, I just heard an invitation to stay. And so I thought, you know what? Why not? I'll just stay here. And as I chose to rest in that moment, all of a sudden I felt like a buzzing feeling on my lips. And then it kind of expanded to be kind of like all around just like my nose and chin. And it was just like this vibration, like it felt like electricity, like when a limb falls asleep or something, like it was that kind of a thing. But it was really gentle, like it didn't hurt, it wasn't painful. So as I was laying there, I was like, hmm, this is weird. Okay, well, I say yes to you, if this is you, God. And I just laid there for a little bit longer. I don't know how long I was there, maybe like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and I just Like I said, got up. I knew that I could just get up, went back to my seat, and just was like, oh, okay, whatever that was. And then about a month later, I happened to be, um, already had this trip planned where I went to a ministry called Elijah House Ministries, and it was in Washington State. And what I was going for was this week-long prophetic training school that John Sanford and his son Mark were leading and it was the only time they did this the first time they did it and as they were speaking about prophets and prophecy they said that some people are called into the office of a prophet by a buzzing on their lips or by something that God like highlights their mouth like he says you're my mouthpiece and show different prophets in the old testament where this happened and as I'm listening, I'm like tilting my head going, hmm, that's weird. That just happened to me. And I didn't have a grid for it. Like I didn't really go, grow up around the prophetic, except for weird prophetic people. So I didn't really know anything. And so I went with a couple of other women from our church in Hutchinson, Minnesota. And so I just said to them, so I had this experience. And then we just had this teaching just now. I don't know what to do with that. And they were like, you don't? But you're so prophetic. Like, that makes so much sense. But I couldn't see it. And so God had to show that to me in a physical way and bring affirmation from women that I trusted, that knew, like, my life, that they had seen me, talking with people and understanding that. But it was so small. Like, it was so little. It wasn't like Ben was talking about someone calling me out from the stage and bringing me forward and shaking and anything. But that moment has probably been one of the most impacting moments of my life. And even just recently, I went through that questioning again. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I supposed to go after? There are so many things that I like to do, but what am I supposed to go after? And he just recently, again, affirmed to me, do you remember what I called you into? And so as I'm stepping into that more, I look back on that and go, okay, I didn't make that happen. You did that. So I'm trusting you with that. So that's what happened to me.
2: Yeah.
0: This is important for us to get when we're looking at defining our life by the voice of God. We need to recognize that when God speaks that he's inviting us into an adventure. It's like God comes and brings a package. And it has something else in it. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have been called. You have been spoken to. You have, it might not have been a thing where you heard God out loud audibly call you to him, but you had the drawing, you had the calling of God's Spirit drawing you to Jesus Christ. And within that, there is more. Within that calling, there is an invitation to unpack the potential that's in that calling. And so, what uh, my wife is doing in that process of she received something from God, and now what she has done is she's responded to that. Everybody say respond. We're talking about responding to the voice of God. She responded to something that seemed like it was simple by leaning into it, by doing it, by prophesying over people and receiving prophetic words for churches. Even this church had experienced a prophetic word that led to this little creature on the side up here on the stage. And so she receives prophetic words over churches and over different areas that God has called her to speak into. And that's because she's recognizing that you can stop at what has been said and not enter into what is possible and God wants us to go into what is possible and explore that together. And so, in my own life, we we want to what we want to land at here today is to respond to what God has said to us by putting weight on that, by putting importance on that. Whether it is Putting weight on the fact that you're a follower of Jesus and what it means to be in covenant with God. Or whether it is specific prophetic words or things that God has spoken to you in certain ways. Whatever that looks like, leaning into that so that determines who you are. And not where you've come from or not what's happened in your life or hasn't happened in your life. But allowing what God has said in your life to determine what you do with your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so for me, I grew up in a background that's what's called a broken home. There was uh, divorce and that kind of stuff. And I'll get into some of that probably on Sunday morning, so i want to do that now. But what I'm bringing out today is some of that environment was that it was very poor. And so I had people around me that uh, were barely eating and people that were on drugs and all kind of things that were going on with that kind of environment and there wasn't anybody that in the natural would would look at me and say you know what this guy's got a shot at something but here's what happened when I was five years old God had touched my heart for him and given me a heart to know him and to want him and I used to get up in the morning five o'clock a.m. I was five years old No alarm clock. I'll just get up, and I'd run into the living room, and I would turn on the TV, so I could watch a guy named Jimmy Swaggart. And I remember seeing Jimmy Swaggart. He was preaching, and he had this map behind him, and he would point to different places on the map, talking about where he was going to go, and the people that his ministry was feeding and different activities. That were going on, and people that were giving their life to Jesus all over the world. And five years old, I said, God, I don't know what you call it, but I want to be that. And I pointed at the TV. Then God spoke to me in an audible voice, and He only said one word out loud. I heard the voice of God, and he said, Okay. That was it. He didn't say, This is what's going to happen in your life, and I have called you to the nations. You see, he just said one word, but I'm reminded of this one word that a guy named Peter heard. All Jesus said was, Come. <laughs> Inside of that okay was something. And I had decided as a young boy to define my life by the okay of God. And not by the circumstances I was living in. What defines you? Who tells you who you are? Who tells you what's possible with your life? We live by somebody's voice. All of our actions, all of what we think, this is my personality. That's not my personality. This is what I can do and what I can't do. This is what I could, I, I should be okay doing this, and, but I, I shouldn't be okay doing that. This is what I can learn and this is what I can't learn. All of that stuff is directly related to the voices we're listening to. The question that we need to answer is what does God say about that? What does he say about you? You see, when we look at our lives, we can look at what we're not. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were noble of birth. Not many of you were wise in the world's standard. Not many of you had this or had that or had this other thing. But you know what you did have? <laughs> You were called. You have the voice of God reaching into wherever you're at and saying, follow me. I've got something for your life. I believe that God is wanting to realign us with what he has said. Realign us, even if it is with the simple words, I love you. You know, there's power in that. Inside of the words, I love you, from God, there's something there. When you believe He loves you, it changes everything. I want to get more on that on Sunday morning. But I want you to recognize all of you have heard the voice of God. Whether it is just to give your life to Jesus... Or whether it's prophetic words or God speaking to you about something to do with your life. Whatever it is, what are you defining your life by? That's going to determine what you do with yourself. Hmm. I'm going to do something a little different here. Pastor Steve told me that hey, personally... Are purposely set up these tables for us to sit around. And one of the things that uh, this church is enjoying doing is interacting with each other and talking about things. And so he's asked me a couple of times, did you guys like dialogue with each other at the tables? No, we haven't yet. Well, we're going to do that tonight. (laughs) And so what I'm going to ask you to do in just a moment As I want to read a, a scripture verse, and I want to ask you, what does this mean for your life? So listen to these words in Romans chapter eight. And those he predestined, He also called. Everybody say called. Mm. And those He called, He also justified. Those He justified, He also glorified. Listen to verse 31. What then shall we say in response? (laughs) Responding to the voice of God. What are we going to say in response to these things? This calling. If God is for us, who can be against us? So I want to do is give you a few minutes to interact with each other. I want you to consider what does it mean when the Bible says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? What does that mean? Because this is a response to the calling of God on your life. How can we respond to the calling? The response here in Romans chapter 8, and verse 31 is a mindset. God has spoken, He's called you, drew you to Himself, changed who you are in Jesus Christ. What is the response of that? If God is for us, who? can be against us. So if that is our response, if that is where we're determining who we are by what God has said, and this is what he has said, he's called us, and he said, I am for you, then what can be against you? What does that mean for you? What does that mean in your life? So I'm going to give you just a, a few minutes here to interact with each other about that, and we're going to close the service out here in just a little bit uh, and we're going to close it with just praying for everyone, just praying for a refreshing of God on your life uh, and, and releasing some words of knowledge and healing and, um, and we're going to uh, go back into a song and just pray for you guys in just a little bit but uh, for now find somebody near you and let's just look at what does this mean that God is for me God is for me, what does that mean to you? Go ahead. The speakers, there we go, there we go, amen, heard some good conversation going on around the tables and and, uh, we, so we're looking at this, we're, the reason I was bringing us to that point is because we're talking about determining, determining our life by the voice of God, responding to being called, being called into Christ or being called into being a part of what God wants to do on the planet. Whatever way you want to look at it, there's a voice of God that's speaking, that's drawing us, that is calling us. And here the Apostle Paul says, what are we going to do? What's our response to this voice? What's our response to this calling, this mindset of Well, if God has called us, if we heard this voice, He has called us out, then what can be against us? What can stand in our way on what God has called us to do? He might just have said one thing. He might have just said, Come! But the water could not stop it. The Physical limitations could not inhibit what God had said to come and do. Whatever area, whatever thing has been said, God has said, I have called you. Now what's your response to it? How are you going to respond to me calling you? Are you going to focus on where you've come from? Are you going to focus on what you can't do? Are you going to focus on what people have said about you? Where are you going to live your life from? How are you going to respond to being called? And what the Apostle Paul does here is he says he draws our attention to God. We have been called. We have been forgiven. We've been justified. We've been equipped. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We've been called into, into Jesus Christ. We've heard from God. So what are we going to do about it? Responding to the voice of God in your life is having that confidence that when you move, he will be with you. So now your life, listen to me carefully, now your life is defined by God being with you. The voice of God gives you the platform. To live your life as if God is with you. When you know, and just a little reminder has been, and Micah, they're gonna, they want to pray for you. If you, uh, you know have a healing that you need in your body, or if there's, you just want to be spoken over a word, that's great. Uh, we're going to take a chance to do that, and I take an opportunity to do that. But then tomorrow, don't forget, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, and 6 o'clock tomorrow night as well. And why don't we make sure that we invite people with us? That's, it's uh, really important, especially now with Facebook and everything else. I mean, it's so easy to just invite people. And uh, I believe that God is, in some ways, he's, he's ramping us up. This is going to almost be the saving the best for last kind of scenario, like the next two sessions are going to even be better than these ones we've had so far. So make sure you invite a friend tomorrow morning at 10 and 6 o'clock tomorrow night. All right? We're working on it. Check, check. There we go. All right, so as we transition here just a little bit, Um, I can't really pray on to you a confidence in God being with you. But what I do want to take a moment to is I want to pray a release of supernatural experiences. I believe that some of you here are going to have uh, extremely important dreams in the near future. I want to pray for God to speak to some of you audibly, even if it's just one word. That's really good. When I was 17, the Lord spoke another word to me, and it was my name. He woke me up in the middle of the night, and I had, that's a, another story, but uh, the, I believe that God wants to speak to some people here. Uh, maybe some of you will have some angelic encounters. We had uh, somebody here last night, he said his eyes were open. He started seeing orbs over everybody's heads and um, had never seen anything like that before. And that happened last night. And so I just want to pray into supernatural experiences and encounters with God to be released over your life uh, in the, the near future. You're going to have these encounters with God. And so I want to ask you to stand. I'm going to invite my wife to come up here in just a moment where, or come and join me when she can. And so we're going to. Transition into ministering to you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you here in Jesus' name. And I bless every person under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that you want to speak to them. And so as we just position ourselves responding to this right now, I ask you to grant them in this next season of their life at least one, if not more, dramatic, incredible, supernatural encounters. Lord, I pray for release of prophetic dreams in Jesus' name. God, I pray for a release of angelic visitations. God, I pray for a release of... Your audible voice. God, I pray for release of visions. God, I pray for a release of your presence. I ask for you to come and that you would encounter your people, that you would speak to them. Because you have a people that understand how to respond to you speaking to them. So I pray for a release of encounters. Even all across this region, I ask for you to pour out your spirit in this region with encounters of the Holy Spirit. And even these people here would be talking with someone and they were like, I had this crazy thing happen, I don't know what to do with it. And they would be people that say, I know exactly what to do with that. Thank you, God. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, have a seat for a moment. I just want you to respond to that. And uh, God may be calling you in your life to come back to some things that he's spoken to you in the past or something that's been on your heart and saying, you know what, God, if you're for me on that, if that's something that you said to me, then what can be against me? I'm going to do something about it. One of the areas in my life and throughout many years is people had prophesied over me, called me out of congregations, and prophesied over me several times that uh, God was causing me to be a carrier of revival. And I had this mindset that, well, if revival happens and it does. And one day the Lord challenged me on what we're talking about here tonight. And he said, these people are calling you out on purpose. What are you going to do about it? That there was a level of stewarding and interacting with what God had been speaking to me. If God is for me, who can be against me? That is a mindset that causes an action to come out of it. Okay? So I think you guys have that, and I think God's going to be... If he hasn't already, he's going to be speaking to you and drawing you. Like, what does it mean to be in Jesus? What are the implications of being a Christian? Is it just being a nice person? Or maybe there's something else. Maybe there's more to being a Christian than just making it to heaven one day. Maybe there's something inside of this package to open up and to explore. Okay? All right. So with that being said, we we want to pray for... Some words of knowledge and that kind of thing, and then um, we're going to wrap up just embracing this particular message tonight. Uh, And I want to transition to that more open ended and dismiss you for the evening. And so we're going to do words of knowledge before we actually officially close the message out. Okay? All right. So if you have received a a word of knowledge, I know I have one note here. If you want to join me in the front, Uh, We want to pray, we want to release these words of knowledge. Where did the microphone go? Oh, it's over by the basket. Thanks. This is your chance to come up. One, two, three, go. Come. (laughs) Come. Yes, yeah. Anyone else to, to give to give, give a word.
1: one you you've received a word of knowledge that you believe God wants to heal someone here or that He wants to speak into their life here that you're receiving if you know what that is then you can come for it if not it's fine just no big deal all
0: right so we have some here and since you're here we'll give you a chance to see them if uh, okay. you want to have this as a reminder you got it, you got it. all right.
1: God, show me this part of the uh, the muscle that was torn in the past. It's above the armpit, and it's been healed, but it still causes you problems.
0: All right. If that means something to someone here, can you wave at us? Okay. All right, cool. Do you have something?
1: Um, I had a pain in the back of my neck. Right here it was kind of going right from the top of the shoulder to um the base of the skull. Does that some is that something that anyone here just raise your hand? Okay. All right. And then um if there's anyone that has an allergy to wheat or there's something that has effects in your body that okay. And then I just really want to go after. This isn't necessarily word of knowledge, but I just want to go after food allergies. So if there's anything that if you eat it, that your body reacts as if a foreign substance has come in. Can you just raise your hand? Okay.
0: Great. Alright. So, in terms of words of knowledge for people people here they are going, what in the world are you doing? Uh, the Bible speaks about The Holy Spirit telling us things, and he's just telling us some things that people have that he wants to do something about. And it doesn't mean that if what you're walking through isn't said, that God doesn't want to do something about it. Because Jesus died, he proved he wanted to do something about it. Okay, And so, uh, these are just some highlights of some things. It doesn't mean that you won't have another miracle that happened. We'll pray for everybody here that wants to receive prayer tonight. And I just had a thought of uh, something over the top of the foot and I don't really know what it what it would be but it's like a pain or some kind of issue with the with the foot or the top of the right foot does that make any sense anybody? okay all right I don't know what that is but just had that thought feel like God wants to heal that so uh would you want to pray into these if these mean something to you uh, just raise your hand where you're at we're gonna she's going to pray for you and then if it's just keep your hand up so you're going to pray. And then if it's something you can try out, then we'll have you try it out if you want to. Okay, okay so
1: again, oh, hello, check. Okay, so raise your hand high. Okay, there you go. All right, if you're around someone whose hand is raised, um, just put your hand on them. And it might be all of you. I see all of you at this table. That's fine. You have two hands. So just put your hands on the people that have their hands raised. And let's just agree for... The commodity of heaven which would be healing to be released in this place that heaven invading earth would come in the form of healing right now so father we thank you for this good gift that you have provided for healing and we just breathe a yes on that promise right now in jesus name release your healing All pain, all tension, all um, strain that has been occurred in the neck, command it to loose, to be at peace. In Jesus' name, all pain, all tension go. In Jesus' name, where there's been uh, damage done to the muscle near the armpit and the chest there, God, we command healing and all trauma to be silenced. And healed in Jesus' name. And we speak to the pain or the issue on the top of the foot be healed in Jesus' name. Pain go, discomfort go, strain go in Jesus' name. I just want to come back to the neck again. Right now, I just speak healing to the neck right now in Jesus' name. All pain go, be healed. In Jesus' name. And for food allergies, especially to wheat, right now I just speak the shalom of heaven to your internal systems, to your immune system, to your digestive system, to all of the processing that needs to happen with food. I just speak peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, any overreaction. We just command you to go back to normal. In Jesus' name, all inflammation, go, be reduced. In Jesus' name, thank you for your healthy immune system in each person here. In Jesus' name. Thank you. All right, so now try it out if it's something that you can. Move your neck around, move your arm, check the top of your foot. Okay, how many of you would say that you're 80% or more? Better. Yay! That's so good. Awesome. Wow, yeah, God. that's so good. Thank you. Yay. Does anyone still have pain in their neck? Yes? Yes, a little bit, but it's gone down. Okay, that's so good. If you are healed of your neck, I want you to come over here and I want you to put hands on the people over here that just raised their hand, okay? So if that was something that you experienced... Let's just agree for the kingdom of heaven to be moved into that even more. Yeah. And so, God, we celebrate what's already been done. Thank you, God. And, God, I thank you for your peace and your healing to flow right now. What you've started, God, I thank you that you're faithful to finish it in Jesus' yeah. name. Okay, so try it out. Move your head around. See how it's doing? How do you feel? Is it better? It's better? Is it getting better? It's better. Okay. So as you're sitting there, if you feel it, just say no. Be healed in Jesus' name and just put your hand there and just continue to release what God's already been done. And so for all of us, let's just say thank you to God for what he's done. God, we thank you for your healing. We thank Thank you for your presence. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. I'll move this back here a little bit. And uh, hmm. it's so good being able to spend the evening with all of you here. And I uh, just want to see if, see your hands. Not, I don't, I don't want you to pretend, but just to be honest, because it uh, it matters in me kind of um, testing out some things in my own life. Uh, and your honest assessment and what I was talking about tonight, did it mean something to you. Let me see your hand. It meant something in your life. See. Okay. All right. Cool. Good. Thank you for letting me know. The way, the way we want to end here, Pastor Steve, were you able to find it? Okay, so uh, during worship, there was a song that my wife was worshiping with, and it's on her album over here. It's called I Belong to You, and it just really struck me. I wasn't going to end this way, but man, wasn't the presence of God so amazing during worship today? Oh my gosh, so good. And uh, when this song was going, I want us to go back into it, but I wanted my wife to have the... Availability to pray with all of you, and so we we're trying to, we we're bringing it up here. We can have the audio of this song. It's a song I belong to you, and what I'm reason it was it was on my heart wanting to come back to it is because what I want us to do is in our heart to say this is a response to us, the way we're responding to God having called us, God having drawn us to himself or God having spoken a specific dream in your heart either way it is whatever your your story is or God has called you to himself he has spoken to you that we are saying that we are putting weight and value in God's voice in our lives I belong to you not I belong to the circumstances I've come from or things I'm going through, whatever voices are going on. I'm choosing to say what you are saying, what you have said, and who you are. I belong to you. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to officially close out the service. You want to take off, you're free to do that. And uh, those who would like to stay and receive prayer, we want to pray for everyone here. And uh, we're going to put this song back on just as a part of setting the environment that as we come to receive prayer, what we're saying is, God, I'm putting all of my stock in you. I'm putting all of the weight of who I am and what possibilities are in my life on your voice in my life and what you have said about me. Okay, so that's why I'm saying I belong to you. All of who I am belongs to who you are and what you say. Okay, all right. So one more time, stand to your feet. I'm going to close in prayer. And then when I say amen, we'll kick off this song. And if you would like to receive prayer and you're responding in that way, I'm going to invite you to come across the front. We'll come and pray with you. Uh, Just a refreshing touch from God. If you want prayer for healing, let us know. And uh, we'll be happy to pray with you about that as well. If you have any assigned catchers, it would be great for us to each have one. If not, we'll figure it out. But... uh, I want to pray and close tonight out and let, let God just continue to speak to you. All right. Heavenly Father, I thank you that all of these people are your ideas. <laughs> and you made really good ones. You have great ideas. And I bless the ideas of these people who you created them to be and the potential that is in their lives. And so I bless them tonight. And I pray that if there are any circumstances or voices that have wanted to come in and to say, stepping out on that water is dumb, that those things would be silenced. And that what you have said and what you've made available to them would come to life. And not only that, but I pray that there would be a real investigation and unpacking of what is inside of being called by you. Lord, that whatever you have said to them, whatever you have called them, even if, if it's calling to be a Christian or whether it's calling to do something in their, with their lives, whatever that would be, that there would be this sense of diving into that, as an invitation, that 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 one voice, that one calling would be a door that they recognize as they walk through that door and say yes to that. And they put their stock in, in you and put their weight on what you have said about them, what you've said for them, that that would be the opening of a door to a much larger room. And it would be something to explore, that they are not limited even by what is said or not been said, but they are invited to explore your kingdom. So lift their faith and let, give, us, give us your perspective on possibilities, even in this region. And I just feel like God is releasing over this house and over your lives a real A spirit of creativity. I just felt like God was releasing creativity over this house. And that it is uh, something that will be ideas of doing things that are different. And ideas of doing things that will matter in the community. And ideas that will stand out. And ideas uh, that will be birthed in God's heart for this place and for this region. And maybe it'll be things that no other church you know about is doing it, but it's okay because God is calling you to do it. I just feel like there is a real release of creativity and even creative arts over this place as well. And there's a release of the creative arts to be over this house. And so, God, I just bless creativity to be released over this place. Thank you, God. And we declare, we belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Good night. Come forward if you like to receive prayer. If you want to head out, you're free to do that. Thank you so much for coming.
2: I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong to, you. I belong to you. to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you belong to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you I belong to you to you.